Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hello, fellow Patriots. Greetings, welcome, salutations, and Tuesday, day before Wednesday hump day, Alohas, in a holiday-shortened work week. Great to have you along as we begin the 5 o'clock follies, the most heavily commuted and, as a result, most heavily congested hour of the Bobby Mack Show. And as always, your input is invited, encouraged, and welcomed. Here's how you join me and be a part of the conversation today. Just grab the phone, use the Ingalls Advantage talk line, 800-347-1063, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line number 71307, and my email, as always, bob at 1063word.com. To the phones we go right away. Uh, people stacked up waiting to uh, be a part of the program, beginning in Clinton, where Ray joins us from. Hi, Ray, and welcome to the show. Hi, how are you today? Good. Uh, I just uh, wanted to make uh, two comments. One is that uh, nobody said that old saying that I learned a long time ago, that God created man, but Colonel Colt is the one that made them equal. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, the old uh, Colt 45, the great equalizer. Yeah. That's right. And uh, as far as these people protecting their house, I've added anybody standing in my front yard with something burning in their hand, it's going to get nailed first. Or or somebody. There's who, no reason for them to be standing in my yard yeah. with something you know, burning unless they're going to throw it at the house. Well, or, or people who are armed and are shouting obscenities at you. These people were just calmly. Thank you, Ray. I appreciate the call. These people were just calmly sitting at the dinner table trying to eat, and they heard this commotion outside. No wonder. Uh, apparently, a bunch of them took a crowbar or something to the iron gate uh, they had, uh, similar to, I guess, uh, the one around Pelosi's house. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, they, they find themselves in uh, the middle of this confrontation, and when they saw some uh, people on their yard uh, who were armed, they armed themselves and confronted them. Which, as a law professor from St. Louis University said, look, you know, in Missouri, we've got a very strong castle doctrine. Somebody is threatening you on your own property. Uh, all bets are off. Uh, let's uh, go to Spartanburg and bring in uh, Sherman here on the Bobby Mack Show. Hi, Sherman. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you, sir. I hope you're doing well. Yes, sir. Five, just uh, doing, doing pretty good here for Tuesday. Well, that's great. Uh, hanging out at the airport uh, this past Sunday, of course, fulfilling my duties as a judge of people landing their crafts. <laughs> um, and, uh, so, you know, we've got several uh, friends that are physicians, uh, mm-hmm. surgeons, whatnot, that are members of our association. Right. And uh, anyway, I just turned to one and I said, tell me your personal and uh, professional opinion about this COVID thing. And uh, he he told me straight out, had a family member that recently got over it, 
was uh, in in their twenties, and uh, it took just a few days. Headaches, little fever, little uh, respiratory issue, back to normal, just wow. in a few days. Yeah. Had a, a a friend of his that is a physician, had it, sixty seven years old. He said it was he felt pretty nasty for about two weeks, but mm-hmm. he's over it. And uh, he said his his opinion of the whole thing is and seems to know what he's talking about. He said it is exclusively to to get rid of Trump of uh, the way that these numbers are being skewed. He said we are being lied to. I mean, this is coming from a very well respected surgeon. Well, as I've and said, Sherman, for what he's talking about. yeah, as I've said for some time now, when you own the scoreboard. Uh, you can make it say uh, the home team is ahead by however much you want. Right, exactly. But you know, the the uh, the gentleman earlier is calling saying he's had enough. I'm mm-hmm. afraid that we all have had enough, but yet we just continue to sit and take it and take it and take it. I don't know how we're going to react and uh, how we're going to rebut all of these things. I mean, when. They're coming out with all these reports, and the media is totally complicit. Oh, yes. And, uh, I mean, and, and they just spoon-feed it to us. Well, and now Fauci, now Fauci is out there today saying there's a, a, a new uh, derivation of, of H1N1, of the swine flu, that we're going to have to keep a careful eye on in China. It's a good thing these guys don't telegraph their punches, huh? Oh, my. Did you say swine flu? Yeah. Because of... Uh, is is Hillary being inoculated? <laughs> I think I think uh, she is uh, uh, like uh, typhoid Mary. I believe uh, Hillary is a carrier. <laughs> Sherman, I appreciate one, Bobby. you too. I appreciate Thanks. the call. Good to hear from you, sir. Uh, let's stay in Spartanburg and bring in Phil next here on the Bobby Mack Show. Hi, Phil, and welcome to the program. Thank you, sir. Hope you're doing well. Yes, sir. So uh, far, so good. Befuddles me. That's a big word. They come up with some crap every single day. Now they're talking mm-hmm. about bounties and all that. Well, I'd right. like to counter that by offering to donate $1,000 if we can get a fund set up, a bounty on some of these Democrat politicians. <laughs> Let's get that started. I, I don't know how. I'll bring the cash, whatever. You just figure out how we need to do it. Yeah, this is, uh, if it if it wasn't such a serious set of circumstances, Phil, it would be funny because there's a great scene in Slapshot where Paul Newman is the uh, coach of this uh, hapless hockey team in uh, in Pennsylvania, goes on the local radio station, they're, and they're playing their, their big rivals that night and says that he's putting a bounty on uh, the top player of the other team and the guy who's the, the guy who's the general manager calls him and he says a bounty you can't put a bounty on a man's head he said too late i already did <laughs> <laughs> i didn't see that one yeah it's a uh, uh, time buddy it's just it, uh sickening what's going on and yeah it, it is and, and it's, we're not going to take it much longer I'll, I'll tell you what's depressing to me phil and, and i don't know if this strikes you the same way or not I, and i don't want to Unlike Hillary, I don't want to cast everybody into the same basket of deplorables. Uh, But I see so many people uh, walking around with masks on, and I'm sure that many of them are well-intentioned. You know, we had a caller yesterday who said, well, I'm not concerned about necessarily protecting myself. 
Uh, but uh, I, I want to make sure that I, if, if I don't have any symptoms, I'm not spreading it to others. And I thought to myself, look, if the mask doesn't protect you when you breathe in, what makes you think it protects you when you breathe out? But, well, Bob, if the mask was the answer, why in the hell didn't they put the mask on the prisoners and keep them in prison? Well, excellent question. But, of course, then we couldn't have as many convicted felons out on the street as we need to have to be able to round up more Democrat votes in early November. I refer to, I refer to them as targets. Yeah. Yeah. It's, right, it's sad you, because, sir. you know, while there, there is a percentage of people that I think are well-intentioned in this, uh, there's, there's a percentage of people as well who are identifying themselves uh, to the, the people who want to control uh, the population of America. And uh, this pilot program has given them a pretty idea of how easy it is to do it. Got to take a break for the, for, uh, here at the uh, quarter of the hour. Thank you, Phil. I appreciate the call. Quarter after five here on the Bobby Mack Show. Still to come in this hour, today's edition of Amazing True Facts. All that and more still on the way here on Tuesday. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back. Bumper to bumper here in the 5 o'clock Follies on Tuesday at uh, 521. In on the text line, 71307. Uh, Bobby, people want to react to the attacks with force. Uh, They should first read Sun Tzu's The Art of War and study Francis Marion, the Swamp Fox, Jackson, and Lee's tactics first. Yeah, look at Seattle. You know, those people essentially have left themselves surrounded. You cut off the power. You cut off the Wi-Fi. Uh, you cut off uh, the water supply, they'll be out of there in uh, 72 hours. Bobby, COVID-19 will mysteriously fade away on November 4th, 2020. Stephen in Hendersonville. Of course, the problem in Seattle is you have to have somebody in charge. You have to have an adult in the room who is willing to stand up to these anarchists and thugs. But no, you know, they're in the heart of BLM country in uh, Seattle, in CHOP, in Chaz, uh, who's being shot? Blacks. Uh, Bobby, we could uh, institute public caning for rotten politicians. Uh, Bobby, in all caps, I do not comply. Gotcha. Bobby, even if true, the idiot Democrats are acting like Uh, Someone putting bounties on soldiers' heads is something new. When I was in Iraq, Al-Qaeda 
had bounties on all our heads. I think it was only about $300 each. Yeah. Same thing in Southeast Asia. VC, NVA, they had bounties, especially on uh, the ones they refer to as the warriors with green faces, Navy SEALs, agency personnel, also targeted over there. Bobby, I'm a 56-year-old who had SARS five years ago. I was sick for three months, felt like crap. I would prefer to have SARS again rather than live in this new communist normal. Bobby, does South Carolina have the Castle Doctrine? We do. Uh, it may not be quite as strong as the one in Missouri. That is one of the strongest in the country. Uh, Bobby, that Soros project also included attorneys general. Great show. Your Buckeyes fan. Yeah, Soros poured a bunch of money into uh, electing as many attorneys general in various states as he could, along with DAs and secretaries of state. And you may wonder why secretaries of state, they certify the vote. Bobby, Joe Biden just said Robert E. Lee was an African-American. That must be news to his family. Biden also said today uh, he would go back and uh, do away with all of the Trump tax cuts. There's a, a stroke of genius from the presumptive Democrat nominee. Hey, vote for me. I'll raise your taxes. God, Bobby, sign in the front yard. Protesters okay. Left-leaning, lying media will be shot on sight. Right. Survivors will be shot again. Uh, Bobby H. No, I wouldn't get the vaccine. It's a scam. More on that is uh, coming up as well, by the way. Now, we get uh, good news out of the Supreme Court so rarely, as long as Roberts is up there running it. Certainly when it comes to uh, pro-life issues, uh, he's, uh, he's a tool for Planned Parenthood. However, when we get good news, we should celebrate it. The Supreme Court today struck down a ban on taxpayer funding for religious schools in a narrow but significant win for the school choice movement. In their 5-4 to four ruling, authored by Roberts, even a stopped clock is right twice a day, the court essentially backed a Montana tax credit scholarship program that gave residents up to $150 credit for donating to private scholarship organizations, helping students pay for their choice of private schools. The state's revenue department made a rule banning those tax credit scholarships from going to religious schools before the state Supreme Court later struck down the entire program. God, this is in Montana. Well, you know, you find activist leftist judges everywhere. A state need not subsidize private education, but once a state decides to do so, it cannot disqualify some private schools solely because they are religious, Roberts wrote in the court's opinion. Under the program, a family receiving a scholarship originally could use it at any qualified education provider, which the court's opinion noted means any private school that meets certain accreditation, testing, and safety requirements. 
the Montana Department of Revenue, citing the state constitution, then changed the definition of qualified education provider to exclude those owned or controlled in whole or in part by any church, religious sector or denomination. Supreme Court said, nope, can't do it. You can't uh, move the goalposts, Montana. Once it's there, it's there. Now, I railed against this CPFB, Consumer, uh, CFPB, I should say, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, when Obama first proposed it. This was a wacky, lunatic idea from uh, Pocahontas, Senator Elizabeth Warren, in the wake of uh, the uh, passage of uh, previous legislation. Well, today the Supreme Court says the law creating the director of the CFPB is unconstitutional. It was originally created by Congress, uh, Elizabeth Warren was the leader for it, as a quasi-constitutional watchdog agency to reach into the banking and financial system under the guise of oversight and extract money by fining entities for CFPB defined regulatory and or compliance violations. Essentially, the CFPB is a congressionally authorized far-left extortion scheme in the banking sector. The CFPB levies fines. The fines generate income. However, unlike traditional fines that go to the U.S. Treasury, the CFPB BP fines are then redistributed to left-wing organizations to help fund their political activism. This all happened uh, in the wake of the uh, Dodd-Frank legislation. Federal court found that the director's position held too much power and deemed it unconstitutional. They, sh they should have found uh, the entire CFPB unconstitutional, but at least uh, they said that uh, the way this was created with this director who has no oversight and cannot be removed. No oversight from Congress, no oversight from the executive branch, no oversight, period. The court decision noted that giving the president the power to fire the director would fix the constitutional problem. The issue was argued extensively after President Trump appointed Mick Mulvaney as interim director. You remember Mick, former congressman, South Carolina. Elizabeth Warren declaring the director could not be fired, uh, fired by the chief executive and the legal battle has worked its way through the Supreme Court and uh, the decision could have significant implications for the future of the similarly structured federal housing finance agency as well as uh, the over, that, that group is the overseer of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. So uh, today the Supreme Court finally settled the issue. No, you can't have somebody running this government agency uh, with no oversight who can't be fired. Occasionally Supreme Court uh, does, even by accident, do something right. 5.30 here on the Bobby Mac Show. Little Annie is ready to go in the news center. I'm right back on the other side. Tuesday edition, 5 o'clock follies, rolls on here on WORD.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. Here we are, 5 o'clock follies, rolling along bumper to bumper at uh, 23 before 6. And it is uh, at this point in the program that uh, we take pride and pleasure in presenting to you today's edition of ATF. And without further ado, here is Gary Goodvoice. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Bob McClain presents Amazing, Amazing, True, True Facts. Thank you, Gary, and as always, joined for ATF by the Bobettes, Miss Moneypenny, behind the board in the studio. Hello, P. Opal. And little Annie, who we just heard from in the news center. Hey, guys. What's up? By the way, Annie, I, I was not uh, casting aspersions on your newscast oh. when I said earlier in the program uh, that, that I was going to be uh, taking a quick nap. I was merely alluding to the fact <laughs> that I, I did take a pre-show nap today. And and woke up at my my internal alarm clock went off at two fifty four. Oh bless! It <laughs> almost uh, turned into a post show now. Just just about. I uh, was kind of uh, semi conscious there for the first hour. Okay, here we go uh, with ATF. Here's a story you don't see every day. A California woman. These are starting to, to be like a Florida man kind of things. <laughs> A California woman was gored by a bison at Yellowstone National Park. Oh, no. After she approached the animal while attempting to take a photo. Oh, no. You think she was trying to get a selfie with a bison? The 72-year-old unnamed woman got within 10 feet of the bison multiple times while at uh, at her Bridge Bay campground to take photos before she was attacked. 72? 72. She doesn't know better? You would think. I don't know. Bob, do you know better? Uh, I would hope so. I am not about to be buffaloed by a bison. I can tell you that. Wow. He went there. I did go there. The woman sustained multiple goring wounds and received uh, immediate medical attention from park rangers before being flown to Eastern Idaho Regional Medical Center for, uh, for additional care. I mean... The, you ever see a bison at the zoo or, or something? I mean, they're huge. They're massive. They are massive. <laughs> and uh, why, I, you know, is the picture really uh, that important? Hmm? How about this guy? An Alaska man. Here we go. <laughs> this is going to become like Florida man, too. An Alaska man allegedly broke into a local firehouse, stole a truck. Yes, he stole a fire truck then drove with a siren on for about 15 miles until he reached his destination, a bar in a neighboring town. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. We're stunned to hear that. That his destination was a bar. Uh, Dawson Cody Porter 
arrested after the joyride on Saturday in front of Fisherman's Bar in the town of Nacknick. N-A-K-N-A-K, Nacknick. Porter allegedly used a piece of wood to bust through a window of the King Salmon fire station. How should we actually pronounce that? Uh, Salmon. That's right. Salmon. The King Salmon <laughs> fire station in Eagle River. He's, uh, he's now facing uh, charges. Uh, so there's a new trend on Twitter where people are answering the question, what's something you've said in the past six months that would make no sense to someone in 2019? Oh, uh, this would be fun. Yeah, this is, this is an interesting question. Here are some of the best responses. They wouldn't let me into the bank because I wasn't wearing a mask. <laughs> what? Very good. That was a beautiful Zoom wedding. Right. There's a there's brave new world. You're invited to my daughter's drive-by 10th birthday. Wait, drive-by? Yeah. <laughs> and finally, uh, I don't care what you've heard on TV. Please don't inject yourself with bleach. <laughs> See, I told you, you can't trust those reporters on TV. A survey also found the average American has 332 forgetful moments a year. What were you saying? How many forgetful moments did I <laughs> Just over six a week, if you're counting. Here are the ten most common things we forget. Our passwords. Yep. I have you all have saved. something to, you, you guys have something to save your passwords on? No. On your phone? Do you? I, yeah. My phone automatically saves mine, but I also have them written down in a secret notebook. That you can't remember where you put it. No, I know exactly where it is. <laughs> That'd be me. Uh, among the other th common things we forget, what we need at the grocery store. I work at a grocery store and I always forget to bring now, stuff home. Yeah, tell me you haven't <laughs> walked into the grocery store and, and gone, oh, wait a minute. What the hell was I supposed to get? <laughs> or you get halfway home and you forget the one thing. The one thing, yeah, the milk. Yep. Right, you forgot the milk. Uh, where our keys are. Yeah, that's an easy one. That one I do not forget. I have a peg I hold mine on. There you go. Hang mine on. Yeah, have Me a spot. Yeah. yeah, have a storage spot. Walking into a room and forgetting why you walked in there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> do you know that, covered. I've, that I've heard that once you walk through an opening, a doorway, that subconsciously it's like starting over anew? <laughs> oh, jeez. So what that's you why you forget about a, things? It's erasing your memory? Yes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, here's one that uh, is tough, too. People's names after you've been introduced to them. I stink. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm terrible. How do you spell too. your name again? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a subtle way around. What the um, heck was your name? Yeah. Uh, having a word on the tip of your tongue and you just can't remember it. That's me all the time. Yeah, and, and if you just let it go, you know, you try and think about, so just blank your mind, which is pretty easy in my case, <laughs> uh, then it'll come right back to you. Sometimes. Uh, forgetting what day it is, especially if your name is Joe Biden. <laughs> or right now during quarantine. Yeah, that's right. Forgetting to take something out of the freezer to defrost it. That's me. That's me. Uh-oh. And forgetting where you put your phone. I forgot where I put my glasses one time and they were on my face. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Where's my glasses? And they're on your head. Top yes. of the head, yeah. yeah. My mom couldn't find her phone and asked me to call it and she's in a different state. <laughs> It's like, Mom, um, you're on it. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yep. McFly. <laughs> Anybody in there? 
Uh, forgetting somebody's name is the most embarrassing thing to forget, according to the poll. Your significant other's birthday is next. Oh, that's not good. That's a bad one. And number three, forgetting your anniversary. That's not good. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're pretty much doomed when you do that one. Mm-hmm. You ever done that, Bob? Nope. Good man. Nope. Uh, the coronavirus treatment drug, Remdesivir, is that the name of it? Yep. Yes. Is going to cost $3,120 for people with health insurance. What a bargain. Says Gilead Sciences. Uh, they'll make all the profit on the drug, even though it was developed with at least $70 million in taxpayer money. Mm. And uh, uh, pediatricians in the U.S. have put out a statement strongly in favor of getting kids back in schools this fall. Uh, they say it's better socialization for them. Mm. Meantime, Hugo's Tacos in L.A. Hugo's Tacos? <laughs> has closed both of its shops after people have screamed, cursed, and thrown drinks at employees who told them to put on masks. Listen here. It's just gotten more difficult to open every day in an environment where you're treated with hostility and venom. A mask is not a symbol of anything. Public health is not political. We're asked to watch our kitchens when we're preparing raw chicken. It's a health rule. It's a rule that all kitchens are asked to follow. It's, it's black and white. The hostility, it just doesn't have any place at a taco stand. Well, especially at uh, Hugo's Tacos in, <laughs> in L.A. They're, so they, just, uh, they took the path of least resistance <laughs> and just shut the place down. Uh, in a town called Seabeck, Washington, it's just west of Seattle, just west of the chop, uh, there's an actual street named Sesame Street. Oh, sweet. And we're telling you about it because a drunk driver crashed into a gas station, then abandoned his dented SUV on Sesame Street on Sunday morning. <laughs> Sunday and he, yeah, ran off into the woods where the air's sweet, you know. <laughs> Police dog tracked him down and he was arrested. Turns out this isn't his first DUI, according to uh, the count. He has had uh, one, two, three, four, five. DUIs in the past 10 years charged with felony DUI this time hit and run and driving with a suspended license which leads us to uh, queries Elmo going to have to testify on my way I'm making my getaway now the troopers have caught up can you keep that dog away as I hide on Sesame Street? Got a DUI on Sesame Street. Yeah, five of them now. Don't bite me there. <laughs> By the way, speaking of which, Joe Little Annie, did they ever find Rudy yet? Oh, I don't think so. Uh, Rudy is, a, is a, a German Shepherd. He's a canine officer. Oh, that's right. With the Greenville County Sheriff's Department. Uh, over by Devinger Road, I got a call last night uh, that uh, Rudy made a break for it. Uh, he, he decided he needed a vacation, and so he took off uh, from his uh, handler's uh, place. And it just, you know, he's just rocking and rolling out there. He's in the wind. Yeah. 
Uh, they gave me another call this morning, and they were still looking for Rudy, but apparently he's he's pretty tough to track yeah, down. Still MIA. If you see him, call 911. Yep, there you go. Uh, good luck, Rudy. Uh, we, we want you back on the job, though. I know, I know the pressures on the police are tough on you these days, but uh, we, we need you out there. And speaking of Sesame Street, yeah. today's ATF is brought to you by the letter D and the number 3. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I thought you uh, were going to say. Or DUI and, and there the are three, three of us. <laughs> That's, well, there you go. Ah, I could have yeah. said B for Bob. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. It rhymed. Uh that's uh, today's edition of ATF. Thank you, ladies, as always. Uh, 548 dozen before six here on the Bobby Mack Show. We'll be right back. Seven before six now here in the uh, closing minutes of the five o'clock follies and Tuesday edition. As we go back to the phones, uh, RJ is next up. He is here in my stomping grounds of Taylor's. Hi, RJ, and welcome to the program. Thank you for taking my call, Bob. Uh, yes, sir. Try to hit the high spots real quick on the short time we got. Uh, the the swine flu, uh, the new swine flu. Uh, I can't believe they come up with another one, and I was just wondering. If we had a if we had a COVID nineteen vaccine, would you take it? No. All right. Uh, there was a death of a celebrity, famous celebrity today at ninety eight years old. He mm-hmm. was good friends with Mel Mel Brooks, and uh, I can't remember his name, but he played Alan Brady on the Dick Van Dyke show. Uh, Carl Reiner is who you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He mm-hmm. he passed away today, and I didn't know if you'd mentioned it yet on your show. No, I had not, but I did see it uh, in the news. And I think fig- you know, I figured that you would mention it because you usually do that uh, about stuff like that. And uh, and uh, that's uh, I guess that's it, Bob. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. Thank you. What What do you think, R.J.? What do you think about the vaccine? Uh, they They come up with one. Uh, would you be willing well, to be I, injected I think, with it? I take the. I take the flu shot, Bob, but right. I don't know about the COVID-19 thing because there's so much about it that they don't nobody know, you know? Correct. Yeah. That and is, I uh, just was trying to get a feeling of whether or not it would be a good idea to, you know, trust them or not trust them, you know? Here's, let me see if I can do an analogy. Would you want to buy the very first model of a, of a new car that came out? I think that explains it pretty well, Bob. I appreciate it. Thank you, RJ. Good to have you here, sir. In on the text line 71307. Bobby, I'm surprised that Rudy, uh, the LEO canine, doesn't have a tracking chip on him. 
Also, do you know how to email Mark Levin? I can't find it through the Mark Levin Show app <clears throat> or on the website. Thanks. Any help would be greatly appreciated. I don't, I don't use Twitter or Facebook, which are available on his app. I'll, I'll check into that and uh, get an address for you and pass that along. Uh, Bobby, during ATF, you mentioned a woman and an... Oh, that was interesting. I got a little Wi-Fi burp, pardon uh, that there, and uh, knocked me off for uh, about a minute. Uh, Bobby, regarding forgetting things, when my mom was in her 70s, excuse me, and uh, grandma was 85, uh, my mom was inconsolable. Grandma asked what the issue was. Uh, Mom said she felt she was losing her mind because she couldn't remember things. Grandma said her memory was better than ever. She could remember things that never even happened. (laughs) I'm gaining on that one. One more to go. The bonus hour still ahead. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.